It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel and my accent is French. If it's the first time you joined the show, now you know straight from Paris. I have a question and an answer. The question was posted on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Have you ever got out of a friend zone? 53% of you voted yes, I have. And 40% of you said no. I am in between because sometimes I have and sometimes I'm not. It's a very tough situation. But remember, to get out of a friend zone, all you got to do is ask the person out on a date. They say, yes, you're out of the friend zone. Talking about getting out of a friend zone, I'm romantic. I want to hear a love story. You have one? Call me now. 855-905-8255. If you've ever been touched by love and you want to share that story with me, just call me now. 855-905-8255. Carrie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Carrie. Welcome to the rendezvous. My screener told me you have a sweet, sweet story to share with us. Yes. So I actually recently got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. And the way my fiancé asked me was so beautiful. So he knows I've been really stressed out with work and stuff, and I had a break that coming up. We had planned a vacation um, to go to Disney World, because Disney World's my favorite. I watch all the Disney movies. It's, it's just, like, such a great place, and I was really excited. Mm-hmm. And right in front of the Epcot Center, he went down on one knee and showed me the ring, and it's, like, the most beautiful beautiful ring and I just started screaming (laughs) it was it was great because there were so many people there and there were so many people who were able to see our happy moment and I got to go on the plane ride back home with a huge rock on my finger and my new fiance I mean it doesn't get any better than that right yeah yeah (laughs) it's wonderful how magic was that moment so if you had to tell me the one most special minute of all of it which one is it I think when he first bent down on his knee, because I was actually looking around Epcot, and it was out late at night, too, so there was a lot of a lot of like beautiful lights and stuff. And I turned to him, and he was down on his knee looking up with me at this. He had this look of like just pure admiration in his eyes. Wow. And I just started crying. It was so beautiful. I Listen, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that magic moment. It will inspire the people. That's what's going to do, Carrie. It's going to inspire the people to do the exact same thing you did. I guarantee you that. Thank you for, for sharing that and have a good night. Thank you. You too, Simon. Listening to Carrie mentioning the word admiration, it just brings a question for you, which is how important is it for you to look up to your partner in a relationship? That's next. When you're in a relationship, how important is it for you to look up and to admire your partner? I mean, I think that for relationships to last a long, long time, being able to look up and be proud of your partner is very important. It's maybe more important than, than you think at first because you think about, you know, good heart. This, all of this is very important, obviously, a nice, kind, caring person. But over time, the minute you start looking down at your partner, showing disappointment, showing that he has disappointed you and all this, I think the relationship reflects that. So... I've learned this, actually. You want to know from who? I'll tell you that next. Stay with me. I'm talking about looking up to your partner in a relationship. The importance to look up, to admire your partner. That is a solid base for a healthy relationship. You want to know who taught me that? My parents. My dad 
has been looking up at my mom and said it over and over and over for the last 55 years. And same for my mom. And they both told me, the day you find somebody that you can look up to with admiration for their qualities, for their heart, for their hard working, for their ethics, for everything you look up to in someone, you find the right person, the right mate. And I'm still looking for that person, actually. So that's how important that is. You call that next with your questions at 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, just call me now, 855-905-8255. Ruby, bonjour. Uh, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Ruby. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What is going on tonight? Well, I have been talking to this guy for a while. We both work at the same place. Mm-hmm. And um, it started off really slow. You know, we just were talking at work, and then we exchanged phone numbers, and then we were texting. And um, I really like him. He's amazing. He's got two kids. You know, he's a great dad. And um, we've even, like, had some ooh-la-la style <laughs> stuff. But, oh. like, all kind of at or around work, you know? And... Um, I want him to take me out on a date, you know, like sure. outside of work. And I don't know. I just feel okay. like we have this amazing connection. We text all the time. He's like, I need you to text me good morning and good night. And, you know, texting throughout the day and talking. And yeah. at the same time, like, I want to go out on a date. <laughs> no, I understand, uh, Ruby. There's a solution to that problem is that from now on, you give him a little distance. From now on, no texting in the morning. You don't play girlfriend if he doesn't treat you as a girlfriend. Right now, it looks more like friend with benefits than girlfriend, boyfriend. Uh, When you have a girlfriend, you're looking forward to take her out on a date, unless you have somebody else. So I think the best way to get him to understand what's going on and they need to treat you like a girlfriend is no more text every morning and every night, no ooh-la-la whatsoever. And if he asks what's going on, say, listen, you know, if you want us to be girlfriend, boyfriend, you know what to do. If you're not interested, we'll be friends, but I'm not going to have, you know, half the way and, and have any romantic things with you if you just treat me as a friend. Ooh, that's going to be hard. I, I really like our connection. I like talking to him every day. That I understand. But here's the thing. If you want to be friends with benefits, you can stay in that situation. If one day you want to be his girlfriend, you've got to follow my advice, start the distance, and accept the frustration, or there will be no evolution in that situation. He's got everything he wants, and you don't. Yeah. So a little distance will be good for him, and he'll understand. If he wants to have a lovely woman like you, he needs to treat you as a girlfriend, take you out on a date, and not just one date. Go out, go to dinner, go to concerts, go have coffee. That's the normal way to date each other. Yeah, yeah. You deserve it. Thank you. All right, Ruby. You're most welcome. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you. Oh, I just got an interesting Twitter DM. Somebody found out the partner cheated on them way before they got married and need help. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous and I'm Simon Marcel. You know that if you have a question, you can always, always, if you can, darling, just email it to me or send me a tweet, a DM on my Instagram. Trisha, what's this DM about? Okay, so this Twitter DM comes from Harrison that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Harrison. I found out my wife cheated on me before we got married. 
She keeps a journal and I know I shouldn't have read it, but I did. And in it, it said that it happened during the first year that we met. And she wrote even at the time that she knew it was a big mistake and that she felt terrible about it. We've been married for three years now and everything has been great. My question to you, Simon, is do I just forget it ever happened and try to forgive her or should I tell her that I know? That's a great question, Arison. What do you do if you find out your partner, your wife, cheated on you, but before you guys got married? I'll tell you what to do next. Stay with me. What would you do if you were married and you snoop in your partner's journal and find what? That they cheated on you way before you guys got married. Would you tell your partner or not? That's the DM I got on Twitter from Arison. My answer is no. Arison, don't address this with your wife. Snooping, stealing, all this is morally wrong. You should have never had access to that information. It was very wrong from her to cheat on you, don't get me wrong. It's very wrong on you to look at somebody else's journal. So go see a shrink on this one, detox yourself from the heartbreak, and keep the marriage safe zone from that very bad information and experience that happened. We'll make mistake if you can forgive her. And do that with a shrink because you need to express your disappointment. Good luck to you. That's my answer. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship, just call me now. Valentina, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good, good. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up tonight? How can I help you? Well, Simon, I just uh, recently ended a 12-year relationship, and um, I was just wondering, how soon is too soon to start dating again? I mean, uh, okay, interesting. I know I want to get over my baggage and stuff. Um, how long does it take? Uh, that's an interesting question. What do you mean by uh, your baggage? Are you still... Thinking about your ex, are you still in the mix of separating, or what is the baggage? Well, you know, it, it, there's always kind of a mourning period after you break up with someone because it's the death of the relationship, and True. you know, there's a lot of crying and stuff. But I think I think my crying is done, and I'm starting to get interested in dating again. But I'm just wondering if I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to tell you if you're ready. When you are going to places and you see an attractive man, do you start to think, hmm, I'd like to date him? Yeah. That's a good sign, right? It's like appetite. Okay. Because when you have, you know, an upset stomach, you can look at the best food in the world. You're never going to eat some. But when it comes to love, after a heartbreak, uh, like you said, we have to bury the past. But once this, this thing is, like, finished, we can start wanting to kiss again people. We want to go out with people, right? So that's why I ask you this question. If you have the appetite for love, you're ready to date. Oh, good. <laughs> so, because I think my appetite is starting to come back. <laughs> well, plus it's the spring, so it's a natural thing. And that's a good sign. That's Valentina, that's signs that you over your ex and that you want to meet somebody else and, and get another shot at love. Thank you. Best of luck to you, Valentina, and have a good night. Merci. Merci Thank à toi. Simon. Merci et bonsoir. There's a couple more signs that you need to know when it's time to date again. So let me share that with you next. So let's just say you've been in a long, long-term relationship and you guys broke up. How do you know you're ready to date? That's a great question. The first thing is you've got to have the appetite. So I told my last caller, Valentina, you've got to fill it. You know, If you look at other people, it's, oh, 
they're attractive, I'm interested, that's the first sign. The appetite is back, health is back, as they say. The other thing is, if you can think of your ex and not be jealous because they may be dating somebody else, that's another great sign that you're ready to date and move on. You have buried the past. And finally, I'll say this, is that if you really now, when you go out, are comfortable, you know, not talking about the ex all the time, and you don't need to, that means you, you have a whole space in front of you for a new love story. I'm going to share with you a personal story to tell you how I've learned this, but the hard way. That's next. So how do you know it's time to date again somebody new? Well, I've learned it the hard way. A couple of years ago, a while back actually, I had a crush. I was crushing actually. I was crushing on a, on a lovely girl. But the problem was she actually dated a guy for maybe five years broke up six months before I met her, and I tried everything. But I didn't pick up on the signs that she was still talking about him, that she told me, you know, oh, you know, he's seeing other girls, and this, all the signs that she was still jealous, all the signs that she was not willing to do, even though we kissed and all of that, even had ulala, she was not into it. And then she broke up with me. And then my own therapist said to me, said, Simon, when it's not the right time, you've got to respect that. Even if you want to date the person, if somebody's on the rebound, it doesn't work out. So I've learned it the hard way. Now that you know all the signs, you don't need to wait for a shrink to tell you that. You know the right time and the right signs to date somebody. They go together. Any questions, call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. When you have a question, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mika. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question that I really don't know who else to ask. Okay. Um, and I trust you. I mean, you really give great advice. Thank you. Um, I, I am dating this man who is 15 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's just over 50 years old. Um, and we've been dating for a couple of years, and I've noticed that his interest in and um la la is is sort of uh decreasing mm-hmm. and um i'm really worried that that this is uh really related to his age and him getting older um i'm right now what i feel like is in my prime for la la and i mentioned to a girlfriend of mine and she just very flippantly just said oh yeah that's just because he's he's older and um is that true is this really, you know, something that I need to consider thinking about in our relationship? It's just something that happens with men as they age or, you know, is it maybe just stress or something else, a little <laughs> bit more temporary? Well, uh, okay, Mika, so it happens I'm 50 also, so I can, I'm going to answer that very honestly. There's no question if you take a man at 20, 30, 40, and 50, the ulala, you know, decrease slowly. But not to a point at all at 50 when it's a problem. It's not for me at least. So I, I think that you should not be too worried about it. And by the way, there's always all those pills, you know, that works for men who are not as active. I mean, the less you drink, the less you smoke, the less you do any of this, the more you have energy for ulala later on in life. But Mika, it's it all depends on how much you like him. So that's my question to you. How much do you like this guy? Oh, well, I love him. Well, so, um, so listen, yeah. don't let your girlfriend tell you it's too old. I understand the concern, but really, it's not a problem. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so, so, thank you, and thank you for being so honest. Anytime, absolutely, and good luck to both of you. Thank you. Yes, have a good night. More rendezvous next.
thank you so much for spending the evening with me. I know it's late, but I am as excited as the beginning of the show two hours ago. I Listen, I love doing the show, and I love the fact that you're sharing all the love stories. Many people have said to me and reached out on our social media at therendezvousshow.com. You know, we love the love story and all that, and I love them too. So remember, you can always reach out to me, phone or email. Another thing you can do, if you go to my podcast and listen to La Confession, and you yourself want to confess something that has happened to you on off your chest, reach out to my producers and just send an email at therendezvousshow.com and we'll get you on my podcast. Listen to it. It's fascinating because it's all true and that's how we learn to live and love better. So thank you for that. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night. Sweet dreams. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.